Good evening. We're going to be in the book of Psalms this evening. Psalms 119. If you want to turn over there. I've been working through the book of Psalms 119 in my uh, daily devotions. It's kind of been slow going because of um, just how I'm breaking each verse down. Um, but I find in my daily devotions, especially in the morning, if I don't, if I'm not intentional about um, breaking a verse down and writing something down, that I um, I'll read a whole passage and not get anything out of it. So. That's how I've tried to be. I've tried to be intentional about coming through this Psalms. Uh, most of you are familiar with uh, Psalms 119, and the thing that is emphasized over and over that I knew going into it, but just um, uh, is uh, challenging to see again, is just how the Word of God is emphasized and the nature of the Word of God and how the Word of God applies to everyday life, and just everything pertaining to the Word of God is just mentioned over and over. And in the 176 verses that are in this Psalms, um, 170 of them reference in some way uh, God's Word. And um, those are referenced through terms like Thy testimonies, thy ways, thy statutes, thy judgments, thy commandments, thy word, thy precepts, thy law. You know, Psalms 119 is the Psalms where uh, hopefully all of us have memorized it. And if you've not memorized it, where we find David saying, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And over and over and over in the Psalms, we see God's Word emphasized. But I'm, I'm afraid um, that sometimes, though we intellectually um, acknowledge the importance of God's Word, that we sometimes really fail to connect uh, really how important God's Word is. And, and we're just going to simply look at two verses in this psalms this evening that kind of emphasize the importance of God's Word in our life. Um, there, I, this is not a lesson that has, you know, uh, one, two, three, or four points. Um, instead, really, we're going to read these two verses and break down the meanings of the phrases in those verses. And so stick with me. Don't, um, um, sometimes when you, when you start hearing definitions of words and all that, you, uh, can, you can lose your attention, so stick with me. And I think that hopefully as we work through this, that um, you get out of it what I got out of it. So here in Psalms 119, we're going to read verses 33 and 34. Here, the writer David says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it. 
unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. All right, let's dig into this. Here in, in verse 33, David starts out, and this is, if you know this Psalms, it's broken down into uh, different letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And so we're starting a new stanza here, which kind of starts a little bit of a new thought or a new theme. And here as David starts out, he says, teach me. And that word, teach me, means to point out as if by aiming the finger. It can mean uh, the gaining of information. It can mean to be instructed. It can mean to be shown, to point the way, but to point out as if by aiming the finger. And I think about uh, what comes to my mind is being back in college and maybe sitting in a anatomy and physiology class with some diagram up on the board, maybe the diagram of the Krebs cycle or something where how energy, how we theorize energy is made into, into ATP and, and how the cell uses that for energy. And the teacher having this diagram up there and pointing out as the concepts are taught the different information and the different pieces of that. And so David comes here and he says, teach me. And um, when I think about the request to be taught, um, I wonder how common that is. You know, we, we're, we're taught in grade school and high school, and that's not really optional, right? And um, sometimes even in, in college to pursue something, um, the, the system is set up to teach. But when I think about requesting teach me, um, what comes to mind is that that takes some humility. Because in order to request to be taught, I have to realize that um, this individual or this person, or in this case, the Lord knows something that I don't know. Um, that he has some knowledge that I don't have. Requesting teach me um, speaks of some intentionality, that I realize that there is something that, some knowledge that I need that would be helpful for me that I have to request. Um, you know, in today's world, um, you can find just about anything you need on the internet, or you can go YouTube, just about anything you need. But to get knowledge from an individual um, takes some humility to go to them and say, teach me. And so here David starts out and he says, teach me. Do I have the humility to be taught and to be instructed from God's word? Next, we see who the request is given towards, or who the request is directed towards. And David says, teach me, O Lord. O Lord, the existing one, as in the self-existing or eternal one. 
the one who um, existed in eternity past, the one who exists in the present, the one who will exist in eternity future, the one who said there in the beginning in Genesis 1-1, let there be light, and the one who um, said, let us make man in our image. And I think here, who, who better to be taught from than the self-existing eternal one? He goes on, he says, teach me, O Lord, the way. Well, who, who better to instruct in the way than the one who created the way? Than the one who designed me? Who better that that word teach, if you remember, it means to point the way. Who better to point the way than the self-existing one himself? And David says, teach me, O Lord, the way. And that term, the way, it means the course of life. And it, in a deeper way, means the course of life in regards to one's habits, one's manners, one's moral character. And we note here that David does not say, teach me, O Lord, a way. But David says here, teach me, O Lord, the way. You know, life has many ways, many paths that we could take many directions that one could go. David, I think, understood that, and he said, teach me, O Lord, the way, not just any way. There's multiple ways, multiple courses of life that one could travel. In fact, um, the Bible references that some. In Matthew, it tells us, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go thereat. There's multiple ways in life that can lead to destruction. The, 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 the Proverbs tell us, in Proverbs 16, 25, it says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But then how does that, how does that proverb end? but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so David here, he says, Teach me, O Lord, the way. And if that's not narrow enough, he goes on and expounds upon that. And he says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes. And this term, statute, here, means can, can mean an ordinance. Um, you know, if we think about in, our, in the world that we live in, we think about things like city ordinances, things that are, are rules, really, that are to be followed. Ordinances beyond that, it means an action prescribed. So prescriptive action. Um, and God's Word has some prescriptive actions 
that we are to follow. How do we view God's prescribed actions for how we're to live? Because God's word gives us some very prescriptive actions. Um, And the reality is, is that sometimes in my flesh, when I'm not walking by the Spirit, some of the, sometimes I view the rigidness of God's prescribed rules as, as being very cumbersome, very burdensome. Or sometimes I can um, kind of put on the cloak of cultural, a cultural Christian and know the appearance of God's prescribed actions and, and try to live on the boundaries or push the boundaries of God's prescribed actions. It's interesting, this word statues, it means ordinance. It means uh, action prescribed. But it means a prescribed action with limits and boundary. So God has some prescribed limits, some prescribed boundaries, which really are guardrails for me. And I can either try to walk the edge and the boundaries of God's prescribed actions, or I can realize that these are here for my protection, that these are my that these are the limits, that these are boundaries, and, and to walk within those. And it ought to be motivation enough that God simply commanded us to do some things. That ought to be motivation enough to follow God's statutes. But, but more than that, I need an understanding that these statutes are here as prescribed limits and boundaries for my good, for my protection. And so David says, teach me. Point, point out to me, O Lord, the self-existing one, the course of life, the way of thy limits and thy boundaries. Teach me those. And I wonder how often we want to teach or we want a, a greater understanding of God's rules and boundaries or how much how many times we're just comfortable with knowing what we know because, well, if I dig deeper, maybe life might get more restrictive. It matters how we view the Word of God. And he says here, he says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it. And I shall keep it. That term, I shall keep it, means to observe, as in observing a command or observing a prescribed limit. But it's interesting that that I shall keep it term, it doesn't just mean to observe as as in to like keep a command, but it has a deeper meaning to guard with fidelity. As the watchman keeps guard of whatever he's been put on post for, it means to protect. And so, David here is saying, teach me thy statutes. And not only am I determining to do them, but I'm going to guard them with fidelity. 
that I'm going to that I'm going to put such value on them that in my life I'm going to I'm going to guard to know them and to do them. And I wonder how do I view God's prescribed actions, God's statutes? Do I view them as being precious that I'm going to guard them in my life? Do I put that that value on them? And if that's, if that's not enough, he says, I shall keep it unto the end. That, that, that unto the end carries the meaning as, as a consequence of or as a reward of. See, David came to realize as he understood more and more God's statutes, which really are God's prescribed, the, the prescriptive things, the do's and don'ts, of God's word, that as he began to understand those more and more, not only did he determine to keep them and to guard them, but he saw that in doing so, he saw that as a reward to understand God's commandments, God's statutes, and to keep them. He saw that as a reward for his life. How, how do I view the prescriptive commands to keep in my life? Do I view them with value? Or do they just become uh, burdensome? Things that I have, to, that I have to, to do. And if that's the case, we've, we've, we've come to the wrong perception of the value of God's statutes in our life. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Then we, trans, we transition over into verse 34, and the thought kind of continues here as we go into verse 34, and, and David says, Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. In, in verse 33, David requests to be taught and to be, got, be taught the, the way, the, the course of life of God's statutes. And as we come into verse 34, David has another request. He says, give me understanding. This understanding that's requested here, it means to perceive as having perception into a matter. It means to discern, to know with the mind, to distinguish, or to mentally separate, to take a matter and be able to mentally separate the pieces of it. You see, in verse 33, the teach me is really the imparting of intellectual knowledge. It's, um, it's the facts. It's the do's and the don'ts. It's um, going to grade school and learning, learning the, the basics of math. That 2 plus 2, regardless of what Common Core says, that 2 plus 2 equals 4. <laughs> it's the knowledge. It's the facts. But here, the understanding, it's the imparting of the intellectual knowledge. 
But here, as we transition to his request to give me understanding, it's the understanding is to distinguish how this matter, how these, these things, these do's and don'ts, applies to my particular circumstances in life. It's the taking of the basic math and knowing what's the, what's the better deal to buy at the grocery store. Understanding the concept and applying it. It's Bob taking, taking math and sitting down and using it to put out a bid to, to do a job. It's taking the concepts of math learned in the classroom to know how to balance your account. That's the understanding. And so first, David asked, teach me thy statutes. Teach me the course of life of the do's and don'ts of your prescribed limits. And then he says, give me understanding. Do you have circumstances in life that are sometimes confusing? Mm-hmm. Things that you don't immediately have the answer to. Well, I wonder, well, it's a couple things. One, I wonder if there's a knowledge deficit, which if there is, you need to be in the Word of God, learning God's principles, learning God's statutes. But two, I wonder how often we just come to God and say, How do I take your principles, or in this case, your statutes, and apply them to the practical applications of life? David said, give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Um, that, and I shall keep, it's the same, same phrasing as up in verse 33. Which again just simply meant I'm gonna I'm you give me the understanding, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna guard it, I'm gonna protect it. Um, I also wonder sometimes um, if we lack understanding because one, because we don't request it of God, but two, we see here that David said, If you give me understanding, I shall keep it that I wonder how many times we lack understanding because we're, we lack the next step in whatever the understanding that God gives me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be surrendered to it. And David had a heart where he said, Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it, and that term, I shall observe it, it means, it means, again, it means to keep, like I'll keep it, but it means I, I, I'll have the charge of, and I will treasure it. And so God, you give me understanding, and I, and I will determine to keep it. I will, have, I will take the charge of it. You haven't given me understanding. I'll take the charge of doing it. And I'm going to treasure that understanding. Give me understanding, and I shall keep 
thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. It's interesting, at least to me, that that phrase, with my whole, with means, it simply means all of it, with the totality, with everything. And David's saying, God, you give me understanding. I'll keep thy law. I'll observe it. I'll treasure it up with everything everything that I have. With my whole heart, are we determined as God gives us understanding based on His building of our understanding of His Word, as God gives us understanding to how it applies to life, are we determined to do it and to do it with the whole, with everything? And then it's interesting to me, he says, with my whole heart. Of course, the, the word heart there, it, it carries the meaning of, of with my will. So I'm, I'm, putting, I'm surrendering my will to this. I'm putting my will into the understanding that you've given me. Um, and it means the will and the intellect. But it also, beyond that, means carries the meaning of feelings. And so the idea is here is, do I have a heart to be taught from God's Word? And in being taught from God's Word, determined to keep it, to treasure it, and in, in, in keeping it and in understanding God's Word, ask for understanding of how that applies to my life, and determining to keep it with my whole heart, with everything that I have, that not only do I have the intellect to know what to do and how to apply this, but in doing so, that it also changes my feelings. Keep it with my whole heart. And I wonder, I just know in my life how... Um, when life gets frantic or issues come up, how my feelings sometimes begin to drive my reactions or drive my decisions. Instead of coming to God and saying, give me understanding, and as, as God gives that understanding based on the facts of His Word, and I begin to apply that to my life and determine with my whole, with everything, with the totality to do it, how God begins to change the feelings of my heart. Very, very simple um, two verses that really pack the importance of God's Word in everyday life, both in teaching and understanding the intellectual um, do's and don'ts, the intellectual guidelines of God's Word, and to do that I need to be in God's Word, but also in doing so, how He gives the understanding to apply that to my everyday life situation, that when I do that and when I follow that and I've given everything towards that and committed to keep it with the whole, 
how God comes along and can change my heart, and change my attitude about it, and make a difference. You know, um, not long at all here tonight, but as we wrap up, I think about um, Paul there as he um, talked to the Ephesian elders. Found, you know, determined to go to Rome, determined to know, um, knowing what his end would be and the concern that those brethren had for him. And Paul told them, he said, um, And now, brethren, I command you, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. Just an encouragement tonight to put value on the word of God and the word of grace, which is able, is sufficient for us to meet life's needs. Intellectually, I know that, but it brings on a whole other meaning when I put that to practice and see God do it. And so let's not be just hearers of the word, but let's put the principles of God's word, which we intellectually would acknowledge, to, to practical use in our life. And, um, and it's amazing uh, to see God work in your life through his word in your everyday life circumstances. Pastor.